Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today we are beginning Perek Shishi in Erubin, Perek Hadar. We're discussing people in Eruv Chetzerot. Now the rule is Eruv Chetzerot, of course we've mentioned this many times, that when you have an Eruv in a Chetzer, you need all the people of the Chetzer to contribute towards your Eruv. Everyone will give a little bit of bread. They put the bread in somebody's house, and that allows you to carry in the whole chatzer. The chatzer is, of course, the courtyard outside the house that the house is open to. Six houses, all six people will give in their bread, and we could use it in the chatzer. Now, says the Mishnah, If a guy is living with a goy in a chatzer, or you live with a Jew, but he doesn't believe in the laws of Eruv because he's like a... Uh, a Christian, or he's like a a guy who, um, a guy who doesn't accept the the, the oral Torah. The fact that you're living with him, he messes you over, and you cannot carry around the chaser at all because he is not part of your roof. The olam and said he doesn't mess you over. Unless you have two Jews in the chaser, they can mess each other over. According to him, he's saying. If there's only one Jew there, so it doesn't mess him up, and we'll see why soon, that if it's one Jew, it's okay. But if there's two Jews there, then the two Jews can't, can't, are stuck and they can't carry because the Goy is there. One Jew with the Goy is fine, according to the Be'ezim and Yaakov. Says the Gemara. There was one Siduki, who doesn't believe in the oral Torah, doesn't believe in Eruvin. He lived in a Mavui with him in Yerushalayim. And our father told us, Carry out the stuff to Mavui. Before this guy carries out his stuff and makes it a sur. Meaning, there's a rule that if a person does not contribute to the Eruv, you can have that person be mvatel his reshut. I nullify my reshut to you. And therefore, it's like I'm not here. And that allows you to carry. So the case was over here that they needed to carry their stuff to the chatzer. And the stuki had nullified himself to them. And Rabbi told him, hurry up, use the eruv now before this guy takes out his stuff and he messes up the bitul. Because if the goy... Who's the, the tzeduki, who's mavatel his rights to the Jew, now carries out, he's showing that he's planning to carry, and that would make it that his betul is null and void, and therefore he's back in the chatzer and you can't carry anymore. Rabbi Huda says it differently. He says, Go use yourself in the before he takes his stuff out and makes it asur on you. Says the Gemara, Yativ Abaye Barabin, Rabchanin Barabin, Viativ Abaye Gabayo, and Abaye was with him. Viativ Kamer, they were saying the following case. Bishlaim Adar Bimir, let's understand according to Mir, Kasava Dirat Orikovim Shema Dira. He holds that when a goy lives someplace, it's called living there. 
ולא שנה אחת, לא שנה שנייה, makes no difference if it's one or two. It's all the same. If it goes with you, it's asur, and he's stuck. So we understand where he's coming from. Why does he hold that if he holds that a goy messes you over, what's the problem? What, then why does one make a difference or two? If he holds that it's called someone living there, then even one Jew should not be allowed to carry. So why does one Jew with three goyim? It still shouldn't be no good. If he holds that a goy is nothing, right? Then I feel let even two Jews carry. Let them make it a roof and carry. Amalu Abai Abai tells him, "Vesava Remeir Dirat Ovei Kumi Shma Dira." Remeir holds that that a goy is a problem. Vatanya, didn't we learn? Even Remeir doesn't hold like that. Didn't Remeir hold? Don't we hold that the chesed of a goy is halachically like an animal, and therefore it shouldn't mess anything over? Really, everyone holds that a goy is like nothing. We're worried that maybe the Jew will learn from the goy. Since the goy, you have to worry that he might be a murderer. Which means two Jews would live in the chatzer because they're not scared of the goy. When you have numbers of two people, therefore the rabbis made a gizirah, we don't want you to live with them, so we made it artificially like the goy messes you over, even though halachically he doesn't mess you over. So we're saying now, halachically, according to the laws of Eruv, having a goy in a chatzer with you does not mess up your Eruv. And if all the other Jews contributed, it's really fine. Both Rameir and Rosemary Yaakov agree with this. And the reason why Anyone, either a mayor or Blazer Hokov, holds that you're not allowed to carry with either one goy or two goy, depending on who you hold, is because we're worried that if the Jew lives in the chatzer with the goy, the goy might kill, some, kill, kill him. And according to uh, Rebbe Lezeb and Yaakov, since one person would never. Live one Jew living alone with Goyim is so dangerous that no one would ever do it. The rabbis didn't make a gezerah, and therefore it's fine. But if you have two Jews where it's less dangerous, it's more likely someone would do it. The rabbis made a gezerah that the Goy messes up the Eruv in order to avoid them from doing even this little bit of danger. Remer holds that it's not so uncommon for one Jew to live alone, a single Jew to live alone in Goyim, and therefore this is even in that case, and that's the whole thing has to do with a Gezerah that the Jews should be safe, but it has nothing to do really with a, a, with a Goyim messing up Yeruv, because they don't really mess Yeruv. The Rabbanan hold that Eruv doesn't work where the Goy is. And you can't be Matel to shoot. Uh, the only way to do it is to rent the area from the Goy. And 
This way, the Goy won't want to rent it to a Jew, and the Jew will leave. So the whole point over here is like this. We don't allow a Goy. Normally, a Jewish person will allow to be batelis v'shut, or will allow him to make an eruv with you, but the Goy can't contribute, and he also can't do bitul v'shut to you. We're going to make you rent it from him in order that he won't rent it, for, rent it to you. So it's like a bidiyavad type of thing. And when he won't rent it to you, you won't live there. And then you won't have a problem. My tama. Now, why won't the goy want to rent it to you? Now, this whole thing is prefaced, uh, prefaced on the idea that the goy won't want to rent it to the Jew. And if the goy doesn't want to rent it to the Jew, so then the Jew will um, leave and he won't be living with the goy. But why won't the, why won't the guy agree to rent it to the Jew? After all, the Jew is giving him money. If the reason why we're worried is because the guy is worried, it's because maybe he thinks the Jew is gonna with with this rental is gonna take his house. Meaning, not take his house, but take his rights in the chaser. The guy has a house there, and every person every person with a house, like let's let's you have an apartment building, so. Everyone has their own apartment. They have their own rights that they have to the lobby, let's say. So if the Jew is renting his, the lobby from the imagine you have an apartment house of Jewish people, and they're renting the lobby from the one goy who lives in the place. So if he's worried that maybe if the Jew takes the area, he's going to take over the lobby now. Hanicha, that makes sense. Lemanda Amar, according to the opinion that says, no, we didn't mention these opinions, but this is, these are... Valid opinions out there. We need a strong rental. There's a machlok. What kind of rental you need when you rent from the goy? Do you need a strong rental or a weak rental? We'll see what that means soon. But according to the one who says a strong rental, it makes sense why the goy might think that the Jew is going to kick him out of the lobby. But according to the opinion that says that all you need is a weak rental, why are we worried? I start No, no, don't worry. Why are we worried that the goy will not rent to the Jew? He probably will rent to the Jew. What's the problem? He's only doing anyway a weak rental. And with a weak rental, would you think that the goy would lose his rights to the lobby? Says the Gemara, the Itmar we learned. Rav Chista Amar Rav Chista hold. Schirut Bri'ah. You need a strong one. Rav Shesh Damar Schirut Bri'ah. What's a weak one and what's a strong one? My If I want to pose to you that perhaps when we say strong, what we mean is that you have to give at least a pruta, a minimal amount of money is a pruta. And with a weak one, means that the guy could give something worth even less than a pruta to rent it. So a weak one would be that you give a nickel and a, and a strong... And, uh, and uh, no, so a strong one would mean that you give a nickel, which is a pruta, let's say, and uh, a weak one means you can even give a toothpick, which is less than a pruta. How could it be? That can't be so. Is there an opinion that says that you're not allowed to use less than a pruta? You need a pruta? I thought everyone agrees that a goy, you could buy something with less than a pruta. They said you're allowed to rent from a goy even less than a pruta, if he agrees at least. 
ואמר רבי יוחנן בן נוח, נהרג על פחות משם בפרוטה. We know that if a guy steals, there is no minimum, he could be killed for stealing, and he could be killed for stealing even for a small amount, even if the amount is less than a bruta. And it can't be returned. Meaning, if you return it, it doesn't help. Only by a Jew it says, But not by a Goy. But either way, we see that if a Goy gets killed for less than a Pruta, so we see that less than a Pruta is money for a Goy. So if so, why can't I buy with less than a Pruta? Why would anyone say that you need... Uh, if, if that was the definition of weak and strong, why would anyone say you need strong? Ela, no. Change the definitions. B'ri'ah, when we say a strong one from the Goy, we're talking about b'muharki v'aburgi, burgani. A strong, so not, the strong and weak is not referring to what you use to make the kinyan from the Goy. But rather, strong and weak is referring to what rights you delineated in your deal with the Goy. Do you have the rights to fill up the lobby now with your own tables and chairs? Or not? And the strong one means that the rights say, by the way, with this rental from the Goy, when you go to the Goy to get, again, we have our opinion, we have our case over here, there's an apartment building of Jews, and there's one Goy in the building, he came in Vatel's Rashut, but we want to be able to carry in the lobby. Since the Goy owns part of the building, we can't carry in the lobby. So we go to the Goy and we ask him to rent us his property. Now, Originally, we were thinking that, that the, the difference between a strong and a weak rental is that a strong rental means you're giving him uh, pruta and a, and a weak one is less than a pruta. Now we're saying that everyone agrees that a, a, a less than a pruta is fine. The, you could use a toothpick to rent it from the goy. But the question is, when you go to the goy and you say, Pedro, I need to use the lobby. He says, well, what do you want the lobby for? So if you if say, say nothing... That's a weak rental. But if you have to say, no, I want, if I want to, I want to be able to fill my lobby with all my, uh, all my Shabbat table, whatever I want. Then, that's a strong rental. That's good according to one who says you need a strong one. So therefore, that's why the rabbi would say that the guy, the guy might say no, because the guy might say, the guy might actually fill up my lobby with his uh, Jewish stuff, get me out of here. But according to the one who says that you need only a weak one, why would anyone even think that the Goyim would say no? If I don't delineate any particular rights, I'm buying something with a toothpick, you mind if I buy your rights? And I don't say any rights. What are you worried about? He says, well, no. Afilu hachi, chayish, the Goyim is going to be worried. Ovet karim l'kshavim. He's worried that you're doing some kind of magical hanky-panky with him. And you're giving him a toothpick to buy no rights. It's suspicious. And therefore, since he's worried about this type of stuff. Because when, when, when you tell him you don't want anything back, that causes you to look suspicious. And specifically because of that, he says, I don't want to do it with you. You're suspicious. By the way, if you ever tried to rent it from a guy, you ever tried to actually do this, this is actually 100% true. When you tell him you don't want any rights, some people say, okay, oh, no problem, you don't want any rights. And when you tell him you don't want any rights, other people will tell you, what, what are you doing? Forget it. They don't know, they, something's up with this guy's sleeve. 
Gufa says the Gemara, we're going to analyze the previously mentioned statement. And we said, We said that the chatzer of a goy is like a deer shel It's like an, a corral of an animal. And therefore, even if there's a lot of goyim in the place, you're allowed to bring things in and out, in and out, it's no problem. So Ramir says, listen, it's true that a goy's place is like a goy. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, um, a corral. And therefore, just like in a corral, you're allowed to carry. If you walk into a goy's house on Shabbat, you're allowed to carry from his uh, house to his courtyard, or in the case of apartment building of all goyim, you're allowed to carry from their apartment to the to the lobby, it's not a problem because the lobby is like the chatzer and the house is like the batim. But it's all allowed because it's like a corral of goyim. But if one Jew is living in the place, he makes it a sewer for everyone. That's according to a mayor. Whereas when Yaakov it's only a sewer if there's two Jews to make it a sewer on each other. But one Jew is okay according to Rezim and Yaakov. We're now on some bet Amurav. Amar Mor, the rabbi said, goy, The chatzir of a goy is like a corral. Didn't we say that if a guy lives in a house of a goy, he makes it a sura? We thought that when we said that the house of a goy is like a corral. It meant that if the goy is alone, you could carry from the goy's house to the chatzer. And if the Jew is living there, then the Jew can't carry from the goy's house to the chatzer. But ultimately, we always thought it's okay for the Jew to carry from his house to the chatzer. And that's what it sounds like from the from the bright of the goy. But we said in our Mishnah, it makes it on the Jew to carry. Sounding like from the Jew's apartment, it's a sewer to carry from his apartment to the chatzer. Says the Gemara, lo kasha. Ha diita, ha deleta. It depends in the case where the goy is there. If the goy is there, that's when we said it's a sewer. And when we said in the bright, that's okay, which means that the goy doesn't make it a sewer from the Jew's house. That's if the goy is not there on that Shabbat. So if the goy is not there on Shabbat, it's okay. My Kasava. My what does he hold? If he generally holds that if you have a uh, apartment without anyone living in it, it's called an apartment, meaning if the goy is not there on Shabbat, it's still considered like he's living there and he has the shoot. Then I feel the goy, not the tzad. Then even if the goy is not there, it should be Asur. And if he holds that in general, uh, 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 an apartment without someone living it is not a Dira, and even if a Jew's there, it should be okay. In general, this rabbi holds that if you have an apartment without apartment, an uninhabited apartment, it's not called a Dira. When a Jew, when he's there, it's really Asur. 
So when he's not there, the rabbis come and say it's Asur. It's a Gezira. But a Goy, the Chi'it a Gezira, Shema Yilman Ma'asav, when the Goy is there, he's really not a problem. Halachically, like we said before, the Goy is just a Gezira. We don't want you to learn from the Goy. Therefore, the Goy, Ki'ita, when the Goy is actually home, Asar would make it Asur. Ki'leta, when he's not there, lo Asar. That's why the rabbis don't make a Gezira when the Goy is not there. So there's a difference between a Jew and a Goy. A Jew... <clears throat> who when he's there, we're talking about a, going according to the rabbi who holds that in order for the apartment to be asur, on, to make, to make or in order for the apartment that's together with you, that didn't have an eruv with you on Shabbat, to mess you over, it has to be an inhabited apartment. An uninhabited apartment, apartment according to what we're saying now, is not a problem. So now, <clears throat> when it comes to a Jew the rabbis make a gizina even on an uninhabited apartment, even though it's not a problem. But the rabbis make a gizina because we're afraid that you might end up having a situation where there's an actual Jew living there or come back and it'll be a problem. But when it comes to a goy, where the goy himself, if he was there, was really not a problem. We just had a gizina that maybe you learn from his actions. So therefore, since it was a gizina in the first place, we don't make a double gizina on that to say that even when he's not home, and that's why it's okay. You want to say, the goy is not there, it's not asur? It says that if you left your, your house, and you went to go live in another house, whether he's a goy or, or a Jew, it makes, it makes the other people not allowed to carry, the very mayor. I said, no, that's different. That's talking about a case where he went to a close place, the Goy, and he's coming back the same day, then he makes it Asur. But if he's going to come back later, then it's fine. Says the Gemara further, Not that the Halakha is like a Bezmenyakov, because if the Halakha is like him, that means... That you're allowed to mention it in public, in your in your speeches. That that the goy doesn't make it asur unless there's two Jews, not not like Ramea. Now, according to Rav Huna, he says that the minhag is like that, but you don't mention it in your speeches. If someone comes to ask you, you could say that that's the minhag, but it's not a halacha. Rabbi Yochanan says According to Rabbi Yochanan. Yes, we follow Rebbe Yaakov, but you shouldn't mention it to anyone, even if they come to you, because it's only what the people did. So you don't have to protest if you see someone following Rebbe Yaakov, but you cannot even mention it to anyone who comes to you. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, amen. We're going to stop here at Amr Le'abayi Le'abayi Yosef.